What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We are finally here. It's the championship round of the NFL playoffs, week 21, and your Kansas City Chiefs are set to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to be a good matchup. Your Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the AFC title game for the fifth consecutive year. We're also going to preview the other championship game going on this weekend between the Eagles and 49ers. It's going to be a good one today. So with that being said, welcome to the Keen Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast here with their host producer, Eric Departis, certified health and performance consultant. I hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing very, very well today. We're recording this episode on Thursday, January 26th, and this is the preview episode of the AFC Championship Round. Your Kansas City Chiefs are set to take on the Cincinnati Bengals for the fourth time within a year, essentially, and it will be for the fifth time for us to host the AFC Championship game. Um... Like Nick Wright always says, you might as well call it the uh, Arrowhead Inventational. I know that might piss some people off, but I don't care. If we're just going to keep winning our games and earning it there, then I don't know what to tell y'all. But your Kansas City Chiefs are hosting for the fifth consecutive year, and the Cincinnati Bengals are coming to us this Sunday, and the game will be played at 5.30. We are the second game of the day. Uh, The NFC title game will get played around 2.00. Um, we will be on CBS, so Tony Romo and Jim Nance will obviously be on the call. I know some people have kind of been against them this year, and I I kind of understand. And the only reason why, it's because of them basically kind of hopping on, you know, the Bengals' side a little bit more, and then obviously for the Bills. it's It's been a little bit weird because, you know, for – for you know the last few years we were always used to like them kind of talking us up all the time now for me personally I don't give a shit it doesn't bother me but I can see some there are some fans out there that kind of get bothered by it and they have said you know I just don't like it sometimes when Jim Nance and Tony Romo speak and I can feel like it's probably because you know hey we were always used to them saying constant good things about us and then you know then now they are essentially jumping on a they were jumping on buffalo for a while and then now they're heavily on cincinnati it feels like just because of how you know romo was handling the cincinnati and buffalo game and i don't know i mean it's it is what it is like i said i personally don't care i just know that some some people care about who's on the call uh i've always said look you know you can always mute it or you can always switch over to I, I I can't think of the damn radio station off the top of my head, and I feel ashamed as a Chiefs fan that I don't know off the top of my head. But Mitch Holch's station, so he, you know, you can hear him. I, it's I, I know it's the Wolf, and I just I I know I'm messing up. <laughs> so, anyways, um, let's get on with this uh, preview episode. So. Like I said, your Kansas City Chiefs are set to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. This will be the fourth time this year, or within a year's span, because we played them last year in the regular season in Cincinnati, and then obviously in the AFC title game, and then this year again, played them in Cincinnati, and then we're playing them in the AFC title game once again at Arrowhead. Um, 
you know, I was nervous. I'll be honest with you. I was a little nervous about a week ago. But now I think I'm, I've, I've changed. And I'm not saying that I – I'm not saying I'm not taking them serious. The Cincinnati Bengals are for real. They're obviously here for a reason. They are a talented team. Joe Burrow is a for real quarterback. He's got plenty of weapons around him. He's got a track meet. I mean, it's essentially kind of like what we had. And we won a Super Bowl because of that. You know, we had a a competent defense that got hot at the right time. And our everybody was healthy. Line was good. Pat was playing out of his mind. It And it all worked together that year, and we won. And I know Cincinnati is feeling that way. They took care of business pretty easily against the Buffalo Bills, but they're they're ready. But I will say there are some players on that team that are writing a lot of checks right now. Writing a lot of checks. We all know by the name of Eli Apple. I like to refer to him as Eli Applesauce. He has ran his mouth all week. Really, mainly, I've seen him just talk trash to Diggs, and I just didn't understand. I'm like, dude, like, this is like 48 hours after that game, and you're still talking mess to Stephon Diggs, bro? Like, you should be kind of getting focused on this game. And then, you know, and then you got Mike Hilton, you know, going out and saying, we'll see y'all in Burrowhead. You know that stuck with the players. I obviously talked about it. Kelsey and his brother talked about it on the podcast. I mean, it wasn't like they spent the whole hour and a half on it, but they, they briefly mentioned it. And, you know, Kelsey said there's some bulletin board material because there is. I mean, you're actively disrespecting our stadium like you own it. Dude, you have one win. Yeah, it happened in a really, really big game. But let's not forget, Patrick Mahomes blew that that second half. Well, him playing bad and the defense giving up the lead. It was a collective effort. Let's not act like we just didn't we did we uh we didn't lose by three points. Cause we did. We only lost by three. In every game that we've played them, only lost by three points. Give me one second, guys. I'm looking up something real quick. Yes. Okay, so I wanted to look up Mitch Holster's station. I'm sorry that I forgot what it was. It's on one of my uh, – it's on radio in my car. I have it already set up. I just – you know, I don't really pay attention. I mean stations like that. So it's 106.5 WDAF FM The Wolf. It's obviously on FM radio, but 106.5 The Wolf. And I should have known that. And I do know that. And I don't know why I was acting like I didn't know that. Because I hear 106.5 The Wolf all the damn time. Sorry, guys. Long day. So I apologize for having a little brain fart right there. But anyways, um, you guys obviously, if you guys didn't know this about me, I'm a real person. I'm an upfront person. So I will admit, even on the podcast when I'm making a mistake, I don't care. That's just me. I know some people probably think that's a little bit, a bit unprofessional, 
but I don't really care whether I'm being, I mean, I try to be professional. I am trying to be professional, but like how people view certain things, like if I'm correcting myself or I might be a little bit repetitive, I don't care. This is my podcast. I'm going to speak and say things how I feel like I should um, within the right manner too. But uh, 106.5 The Wolf is Mitch Holtz's station. If you guys do not want to listen to Jim Nance and Tony Romo speak, you guys can listen to that and you guys can hear him do the play-by-play in the game. So back to the whole bulletin board material, guys. They've been running their mouths. I mean, Joe Burrow hasn't said nothing like, you know, main, main guys. Like, I, I think I want to say Mixon was probably saying some stuff earlier. But it's mainly been Eli Apple, their defense. It's really been their defense a lot. And I and understandably speaking, they they feel like they own us because they essentially did. They they were able to neutralize our offense in some ways. I said this. Lou Anarumo, or Anarumo their defensive coordinator, he's just like Spagnolo. Now I wouldn't I'm not saying that they're the same, like, in comparison of whose defense is better. I'm saying they have, like, a, the same mentality when it comes to coaching. It's a week-by-week basis. I'm not going to go out there and run my same defense every week. I'm not doing that because, A, I don't want to give out the same look every single week because then teams are going to adjust to that. And that's just also being just a long-time defensive coordinator. Now, I don't know Luna Rimmo's, you know, resume or where, where he's been or anything like that, but I do know that he's been a secondaries coach for uh for a while. He was a you know, yeah, D B coach. But then, you know, obviously he's a DC. But he obviously if you look at his defense, he runs that, that funky cover six with the quarter quarter half, but he does a lot of mixing and matching on it that it's it's mainly manipulated by the secondary and not necessarily the front. Because if you look at Cincinnati's front, it's not like a all-world D-line. It's not. You know, yeah, B.J. Hill's good. Um, who else? They have, uh, gosh. Gosh dang it. I forget the guy's name. One of their, they have another defensive lineman, but I know B.J. Hill's one of them. But then you have Sam Hubbard and obviously Trey Hendrickson as their their edge guys. Uh, but and they and they have given us a hard time, obviously. But their secondary mainly try to eliminate the deep the deep pass with a lot of clouds, and you know we weren't able to adjust from it, or at least we refused to, and. You know, I I don't know. But this year was different. I'm referring to last year's games. It it just felt different last year. This year, you know, we, again, we were, had the lead going in the fourth quarter. And then uh, we were driving, driving down. Kelsey fumbles. And, you know, that happens. And Pat takes a sack. And then we kick a field goal, miss the field goal. You know, there's a lot of things that happened in that game. Again, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Because that's, like, the biggest reason why we keep losing to them. It's turning over the ball, um, taking stupid penalties and not tackling. And, you know, obviously this year, special teams error. 
you know, but it, it it's just blowing leads, mental shit, and self-inflicting things, and we still only lose by three points. To be honest with you, like, I don't think Zach, I don't think Zach Taylor is like that great of a coach. I think he is very much benefiting off of the people that he has, and who wouldn't? I mean. I mean, I guess I can't say that because you know, if you put um, if you put some rookie coach behind that, I mean, they may they may, you know, have a great season. But I don't know. I mean, Zach Taylor's been coaching them for at least a few years. I'm not saying he doesn't know anything. I just don't. I tend to think he's a little bit of an overrated co- head coach because he doesn't. I, I I don't know. It just feels different with him. I feel like their defense is what's gotten them. He saved them through some games too. I mean, obviously that was against – at least that was the case against Baltimore. Their defense saved them in that. I mean, if it wasn't for Hubbard's, you know, return, I'm not saying their their offense is obviously their main attraction because they're a track meet. I'm not saying that their defense is better than their offense. That's not what I'm saying. But let's not sit here and not think that Lou Anarimo is not responsible for doing things. <laughs> And he's given us, he's given this offense a hard time. But my biggest thing is, you know, he's he's used to running that that three man rush and dropping as many guys in the coverage. And the one thing to defeat that is it's called running the ball. So so let's actually get on to this preview because I'm kind of getting into a little bit of a rant. I mainly just wanted to talk about the. This, the shit talk and, you know, all the bulletin board material because we're all listening to it. Well, you know, they asked – some people disagreed with this. I didn't really care. I thought it was fine. They asked Willie Gay, what is – do you do y'all – is what's one thing that you guys fear about the Bengals? And he said nothing because th- why would they say they fear a team or worry, whatever they – is there something that you worried about or you fear? And he said nothing. What what do you expect him to say? I mean, he's not like he wasn't disrespecting them. I'm sure he already actively gave them respect and understood that they're they're a really good team, but there's nothing to fear because we've only lost by three points in every game. It's Bengals fans and a lot of the around the league act like we just ran in there and, you know, did something. You know, or sorry, we uh ran in there and didn't do anything and then they blew us out. I mean, that's what they act like. I and I don't get that at all. Because that's not the case. We lost by three. There was no blowouts. The betting lines, they have changed tremendously within the last, I don't know, the last like four days. I mean, if I go and find Adam Teicher's tweet, I mean, I don't think I've seen a line move this quick at all. All right, so here's the line. The Chiefs are, again, favorites in the AFC Championship game, according to the Caesars Sportsbook, because, you know, we were apparently not, you know, we were dogs going to this game. But, you know, according to this, we're kind of still technically dogs, in my opinion, because it's like a three-point for, like, the home field advantage or however they call it. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the you know, the Bengals, they want to be the underdogs. Some of the Chiefs, they want to be the underdogs. 
You know, I liked the idea of kind of being the underdog, having an underdog mentality, I guess, or according to the betting line. Um, you know, but Bengals fans were like, no, we're the underdogs. We're the underdogs. Not them. Not them. Not them. We are. We are. I'm like, like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's weird. It's weird. Like, I felt like Bills and Bengals fans were, like, teaming up against each other just to go against us, which was so fucking weird. And the moment that the Bengals beat the Bills and the Bills could not handle it and they've been chirping at each other, it's like, it's just weird how everything's going on. And, um, what was I going to say? And yeah, the, the, uh, you got, you know, you got Bills fans coming us to Kansas City. Like, you know what? We really disliked you guys, but we really can't fucking stand the Bengals now. We understand where you guys were coming from with the shit talk. We hope that you guys win. And, I mean, I'm not saying that's every Bills fan because I'm sure they just don't care anymore. Um, but I've seen some Bills fans saying, you know what, I'm rooting for Kansas City, which I never thought I would. But the only reason why is because of, you know, Cincinnati and how their their players were, you know, shit-talking and then their fans were shit-talking. And, you know, it is, you know, it that's just what it is. And... Uh, the betting line start. They opened up with Casey at minus two and a half, and that was like on Sunday. And then five minutes later, we were down to minus one. Then Monday, Cincinnati went to minus one. Tuesday a.m., Cincinnati went to minus two and a half. Tuesday p.m., Cincinnati went to minus one and a half. Yesterday, it was just a straight pick 'em because everybody was so focused on Pat's ankle because of the injury in the last game. Everybody was focused on it. I mean, that's literally what everybody was zooming in on in the presser. You know, everybody was zooming on it in, you know, his practice. Everybody wanted to know. And then you got people coming out there saying like, oh, he didn't really injure himself. They're just smoke screening all of us. And then you got some people that are salty because he's like, no, he's supposed to be hurt. And I'm like, like, no, I mean, he may be, you know, not 100%, but he's good. You know, we don't know. We don't know until we see him how he plays i mean they're not opening up a full practice to the public but according to the 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 injury report he's full participant and i know he is he's good if andy reed said that this was and this was not compared to the 2019 and 2019 was bad you know and i mean i don't want to say bad but it lingered and then obviously had the kneecap dislocation which made which made things a little worse but he had to miss some time. But Mahomes ain't missing this game, you know. You remember when everybody thought he was not gonna he was gonna miss the AFC title game when we played the Bills because of him getting knocked out, um, you know, in the in the uh, Browns game, you know, everybody thought that he was concussed. I mean, he may be a little concussed, but we obviously blew the Bills out. Didn't matter. He played. He's playing in this game. This is a very important game. This is Joe Burrow versus Pat Mahomes four. If you're gonna look at if you're looking at the QB matchup, but yeah, no, it's and then like I said, yesterday was a pick'em, which I didn't even know was a pick'em, um, and then today it's back at uh, minus one, you know, at Thursday a.m. It's back to minus one for the Chiefs, but at the end of the day, I still think that you know we're still pretty much kind of the you know even though we have home field advantage, that does count for something. A lot of people don't want us to win. That's why I feel like, you know, we're uh, like a hated underdog. I don't know. 
But majority of America doesn't want us to win. They want the Bengals to win. A lot of people like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is a talented quarterback. I think he's cocky as hell. You know, I think there's a little bit of arrogance that that comes along with it. And the only reason why I say that is because we were so used to Pat not acting like that until there was already maybe there was already an MVP award. And I'm not saying he acting like that, but there was. You know, there was like that unspoken confidence that we all saw Pat have. But that was, you know, the commercials and everything wasn't all coming out until after he brought a Super Bowl to the city and after he had already won an MVP. You know, you didn't, you know, and I'm not saying Joe Burrow's like a a bad person. I'm not saying that at all. But I just, I just think he's arrogant. I think, I mean, the dude's always about like, you know, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with smoking cigars, but... (laughs) Come on, dude. You look silly as hell, dude. You're not cool. Like, I I don't think that's cool. And call me a hater. Fine. You know, I don't think that's cool. I think he's a very talented quarterback. One of the best. Not the best. I don't think he's the best quarterback. Dan Orflowski's dumb. How can you sit there and say Patrick? How can you call Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the league and then Patrick Mahomes being the best player, but yet he plays quarterback and then yet, but he's second best at his position? How can you be the best player, but yet be the second best at your own position? That makes no sense. He's not a kick returner. He's not playing safety out there. He's only playing he's only playing quarterback. So you can't even call him a football player. This is not like he's a football player, but this is not like um god what's his name this is not like dude that basically had created a position that that flex position with the wide receiver playing running back um god i can't remember his name right now um but still like that's that's pretty much my point like it's oh man it's 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 gonna be a game it's it's gonna be a game for real um, what else was I was going about to get out? Um, the betting line. Um, yeah, this is crazy. I've never seen a betting line move as quickly as like that. Uh, but it, it, honestly, I don't bet, so I I don't really care that much when it comes to that aspect. But it is cool to see that. And again, everybody was so focused on Pat's ankle that was the biggest concern with everybody. And I don't blame everybody because. I was concerned about it too. I think we all were. But then when I when I see Bobby Stroop do the things that he does with Pat, it 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 makes me it, you know, I I it makes me feel that this man is just built different. You know, the what Bobby likes to do and what I've seen and I you know, I don't know their whole routine or I don't, you know, know everything they do, but I do know they do a lot of plyometric work. You know, a lot of him bursting off of his feet. You know, I see Bobby massage gunning his ankles. I've seen them doing a lot of like toe stretches and feet stretches, ankle stretches, you know, because that's where, you know, all of it really kind of starts from. I mean, getting there, if you have that stuff strong, everything else is going to work magical for you. And that's why I think. I mean, I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all, get strong ankles and everything, you're going to get jacked. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, things starting from your base and working all the way up, you know, that goes a long way. And the way that Bobby works with his ankles and strengthen them, that builds stronger elasticity in your ligaments. So, you know, I'm sure he's sprained his ankle plenty of times. And once you sprain it once, it's kind of really hard to, you know, 
you you can roll it again and kind of aggravate it, but nothing will always compare to the first sprain. Nothing will always compare to the first sprain. And I've sprained both my ankles plenty of times. I had to mandatorily get them taped up before ball games. Um go back on let me try to find the uh back on the injury report because i want to look at everybody because obviously the cincinnati Bengals they have some offensive linemen that are out uh kappa and jonah williams oh goodness that's not what i wanted Well, where was the damn injury report? It was just up there. Oh, there it goes. Okay, so um, McCall's obviously limited practice. uh, And then Willie Gay, Pat, and Jarek, they're all full practice. Um, And then... For the Bengals, they have some guys out, but the the guys that did not practice were Jonah Williams and Kappa, and they obviously had already lost Luel Collins. So, and I think another, I don't know if another lineman went down, or maybe Jonah Williams was the guy that actually went down in the Bills game. I think he actually was, and that DJ Reader, DJ Reader was the other D lineman that I meant to mention earlier that the Bengals have. Um, but he was full practice today. Uh, he's a very important player to their defense. But, um, yeah, this injury report, they got some guys, and that, that offensive line is a little badder for them. Um, I just I hope that we can take advantage of that because the Buffalo Bills can't couldn't. But then again, in my opinion, like I said before, they've been a bottom they've been a bottom pass rush since Von Miller's been hurt. So all right, let's actually get on with the game preview because I've been kind of stalling talking about other stuff. But, you know, a lot of this stuff is very important to kind of mention before the game because it's about the game. And, you know, we're we're going to be there. You know, I'm going to be attending. Um, be my first AFC championship game that I've ever been to. Never been to one. I've only been to divisionals and wild cards. Um, I went to the, like I said, went to the divisional 13-second game last year. But this year, AFC title match. I hope I'm I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to even say this next line because then it's going to it's going to screw me up. But it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited to tailgate if you guys are going to come. Uh, I'm probably going to I'm going to try to mention where I'm going to be at. Um, I don't know. I forget the gates that I specifically go in because I go with the client and I think we kind of change each time. So I don't know what lot I'm going to be in and whatnot. But if I find out closer, I'll probably try to, you know, shoot it on my my Twitter. You guys follow me on that. And you guys can come to my tailgating group and say hi and what's up. Um, because, hey, this may be – this could be the last game of the year. We don't want it to be. Obviously, we have the bigger goal in mind. But we have to get past this round first. So let's get on to the actual preview. Um, Pat, Pat's got a ball. I know with the with the injury, it, it's going to be a little tough. But Pat's got to be him in ways. But Andy's got to put him in the best position. They did. A, there was a stat out there about pl- Pat playing in the pocket. Since apparently everybody d- doesn't think he can play in the pocket, we know that him being outside the pocket is what he does best. But 
he has an undefeated record when he's in the pocket, and it's amazing stats when he's like 90% in the pocket. And a lot of that has happened this year. Um, clearly, we had he had good games. He had great games this year. But Pat's going to have to try to be him. We all know Burrow's going to do his thing. Pat's going to have to try to do his thing. And we all know that he's going to be out there, you know, moving. And back uh, back a little bit on Bobby Stroop work. Um, I'm a trainer myself. Like I said, you know, I work with plenty of people. I try to work, do a lot of ankle flexibility uh, strengthening um, with my clients too, especially people who have had those injuries. I work with, the, I have a pl- uh, gal that plays uh, collegiate volleyball and I work with her. And, you know, I'm always constantly trying to strengthen her ankles because she's always moving around like that. So uh, Bobby knows what he's doing when it comes to Pat. He knows Pat's body through and through. That's why they were back in the lab immediately after the game. Immediately after, I don't want to say like that same day, but like the next the next day they were back in the lab. Andy's going to have to run the ball, though, in this game. You know, this game is going to come down to the trenches, and I think we have a stronger offensive line, and I think we can bull them back. You know, if we consistently can run the ball, if we give Isaiah Pacheco 15-plus touches in the game, we will win this game. We will win this game. I don't think they can stop our run like that. I I just don't. Our offensive line's a lot better than Buffalo's. And our run game is a lot better than Buffalo's. They never relied on a run game from the running back all year round. What makes you think it was going to work in the playoffs? No, it wasn't going to work in the playoffs. They relied too heavily on Josh Allen's legs, but we ran with Pacheco all year round. He's going to be ready. McKinnon's going to be ready. McKinnon's going to be pass blocking his ass off. You know, if CEH is back in the lineup, then CEH is back in the lineup. But I don't want to see him getting touches like that. Like, as far as, like, back in the lineup, like, he's third on the depth chart. But this is Pacheco and McKinnon only. Wide receivers. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to move around. They're going to try to throw that cover six at you. Like I said, they might rush that three. They rush three. You run the ball. Don't even play with the pass. Because they're going to have a spy on you anyways. You're not as mobile, so... Well, I mean, I can't say that because I don't know. I mean, maybe he might be still as mobile and we're good. Um, But still, I would be running the ball against those light, light man, those light fronts. And when, especially when they're dropping everybody in the coverage. But if they're going to start trying to come play up, if they're going to try to start uh, respecting your run. That's when you can start hitting them. But our receivers, though, you guys got to get open. You guys got to be right for your quarterback tonight. You guys can't drop passes. You guys cannot be dropping passes. Beat the, beat the press if they're throwing man looks at you. You know, find the open zones when they find, you know, because they're going to run the quarter-quarter half defense. They are. You're going to see it. It's just all about finding those open zones to exploit it. I want Juju to have a big game. I want Sky Moore to have a game. But, I, you know, if, if Harmon plays, I think him and Tony are going to be the kind of the key. But Harmon might still not – he he still might be on the snap count if he does play. But I think Tony has to be the key to this, this offense. And when they use him, we didn't have him last time. We didn't. <clears throat> Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey obviously had the costly fumble. But – 
that was, you know, that was then. And I know that he, he knows he made a mistake and that never really happens with Kels. And we all know we were driving down, down the field and we were going to score on their ass. If Kelsey dominates this game, they really aren't winning. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just a fact. They try to take Kelsey away. They try to neutralize him a lot. I see Logan Wilson on him a lot. I mean, I see the, some of the safeties trying to play on him a little bit. But they're really – I know they're going to really try to focus on Kelsey. Um, You know, you might see – I hope – I hope Eli Apple tries to cover Kelsey once. It, it won't happen, but if it does, Kelsey is going to eat his ass alive. I hope he eats Mike Hilton's ass alive for calling it Burrowhead because Kelsey's the one who mentioned that on his pod. So I I hope that it happens. I even tweeted out there that for my therapy, I hope Trey Smith bulls, bulls Eli Apple over on a screenplay if that gets called. You know, because that's what you're probably going to have to do. You're going to have to throw some screens in here. I wouldn't do a lot of wide receiver screens because I think Harmon's the best at wide receiver screens. Uh, Sky's learning them a little bit, but he he's, he still can't really follow the block as well. Um, but Harmon is the, solely the best at that. But I know they're going to do a lot of motion stuff with Tony, Harmon if he plays, and obviously Sky. Offensive line. You guys, oh, sorry, before I get on the offensive line, back on the tight ends, I want to run a little bit more 12 or 13 personnel. I know Jody Fortson isn't isn't playing, but, you know, you still got Blake Bell. You still got uh, Noah Gray. Uh, Jody Fortson actually could play this week. I don't know if they're going to activate him. I know he's been practicing. Um, or at least they, they said, like, his – maybe he isn't practicing. Maybe I heard that wrong. I don't know. Uh, but they're gonna, you know, if they do the twelve or thirteen, they're obviously gonna roll with Blake Bell and uh, Noah Gray. So, but those guys, those guys can eat a little bit too, you know, if Mahomes finds them in perfect matchups. But again, it's all about beating those matchups because if they run that quarter, quarter half defense that that uh, cover six, you know, Lou Anamrimo does a lot of mixing and matching with that. So it's not just straight quarter, quarter half. He might show. I don't know. He might show like cover two and drop into that or whatnot. I mean, like I said, him and Spags are very, very similar when it comes to disguising stuff. If they decide to blitz, they're dumb. Mahomes will still eat that blitz up. So I would not do that. I would only rush your front if I was him. But I, I don't know. It's either going to be a three man rush or four man rush coming from Lou. And we're just going to have to try to neutralize it, which means Orlando Brown. I'm watching you. Trey Henderson has given you a hard time. He gave you a hard time last year in AFC title game a little bit. Gave you a hard, you know, hard time this year. Uh, you know, Joe Tooney wasn't playing. Joe Tooney wasn't playing in the Cincinnati game earlier this year. So it does say a little bit. It does say that Orlando Brown is a lot better when Joe Tooney's next to him. But anybody would be better with Joe Tooney. Like Creed's a lot better with Joe having Joe Tooney next to him. So that's just that's just what it is when it when it comes to Joe. I mean, he's just a technical guy, and he's just so good. I think he they have him at number two now. Is the 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 best the number two PFF has him number two guard. I mean, he obviously was second team All Pro this year. But our offensive line just block your ass off, protect your quarterback, man. He obviously saw what he went through. Don't let him get hurt anymore. You can't do it. He's your he's your half a billion dollar quarterback. He's your asset. Um. And I think if we run the ball a lot, it's going to really help them impose their will. 
And I think it's going to even make that confidence even be up even more to the point where Cincinnati's not going to want to play anymore. Like, they're not going to let – I'm not saying Cincinnati's not going to try. They're obviously going to try. Their defense tries. But I don't know, man. I just – I just feel like with the way they're talking and how our offense is, you know, clicking, I just, I don't know. It, it's all a remainder to be seen. Let's just put it this way. Last year, I know that was a different roster for the most part. We were up 21 in both games before blowing leads. So that's kind of how I look at that. Um, But again, yeah, our offensive line, push, push, push. Don't get beat. Protect your quarterback. And Andy, you call a really good call good plays. I know he's gonna come up with one of the best game plans. You know, he win you know, we win this. Obviously that's three AFC title uh titles on his mantle. He only has one NFC title on his mantle, but we've already uh eclipsed the amount of uh, championship games that he has attended for uh as far as like conference goes. Because um, he only had four NFC title games with the Eagles, and then he had uh, obviously fifth and five years in a row here. You know, it's it's amazing, and I and you know, <clears throat> I'm so happy that Andy's our head coach, and I'm happy for him because obviously being Eagles head coach was tough times, and obviously in the beginning stages with us was a little bit tough, and you know I think getting that Super Bowl for him was a, a huge huge relief and a huge monkey off the back. Now it's just trying to get hungry to win another one. And that's what, you know, we as Chiefs fans want to see. We want another Lombardi in Kansas City. So, and I I think our offense is going to really battle that defense extremely well out there. And I don't think, I don't, I just, if we don't turn over the ball, we run effectively, block well, we're going to be fine on offense. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, when we get back, we're going to run down the defense and how I want them to approach uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, offense, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit more details of, um, oh, after we talk briefly about special teams, we'll talk about the other game. So when we get back, we'll go over the defense. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, let's go ahead and talk about the defense. Um, the biggest, the, the key thing in this uh, game for the defense is tackling. They were piss poor at tackling the last game. They, I don't even know how many missed tackles. I remember that one play. I don't know if it was – I think it was Jamar Chase and literally six missed, six missed tackles. It literally looked like there was like four or five guys that missed tackles on him. One play. One dude. They had the opportunity, and he shook them all off. It was bad. It was really bad. Um – the defense kind of basically got worked by the run. Samaj P. Ryan ran all over them. I don't even remember, but I know it was over 100. So the biggest thing in this game, the defense, I know they're ready. I know they've been hearing all the shit talk. They're going to hit them. They're going to make their tackles in this game. I know they will. They're not, and the biggest thing is not letting the run getting started. Stop mixing while you can. Don't even let those zone runs that they like to do all the time. They like to do a lot of outside zone. Stop that shit. I honestly, I think that's the biggest thing. I know, you know, we're so worried about the track meet, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. 
but I'm telling you, it's more so stopping the run for us because that's what gashed us. And then on top of that, then they started feeding him screenplays. Like, come on. So if we could stop the run, which we have been doing a little bit better of, you know, starting like early in the game. And then sometimes we kind of get away with it, like, you know, get away from it. We start worrying about other things. And then he like, oh, hey, we don't realize the running back just ripped off another 15 yards on our ass. So the biggest thing is not letting the run get started for the Cincinnati Bengals. So. I personally, you know, I, I don't I don't need 4-3 out there. I don't need the base. I'm good with nickel. I'm good with big nickel. If you want, you know, extra big bodies out there, like if you're going to throw Brian Cook. But I personally, I just run nickel. Just run your sub packages out there because, you know, they're still going to pass. Um, as far as coverages go, I know Spags went outside of his box like last week and ran a little bit more cover three with the single high safety uh, just so they can really, really stop a lot of the middle of the field stuff. And a, a lot of um, uh, what cover three is, it's basically a single high safety. Um, and then you have your underneath zone. Um, and basically your two boundary corners are playing the deep thirds with that single high. So that's what cover three is. Spags hardly never runs it's probably like maybe 10 percent that he runs that in his defense and i've always said it. i think the cover three to me is more of that show coverage before they drop into something else but for this i'm not running cover two i'm not running anything that's going to leave the middle of the field open i'm not running soft cover two i'm not running cover four i'm not running quarters i'm not doing any of that because that's what is going to gash. And I think we ran, we tried to run a little bit of that last time. And that's what gashed us because of, you know, leaving those middle open zones, you know, wide open. Or middle field zones, I should say. And our linebackers aren't, they just they just can't get there. So I, I'm running man. I, that's all I would do. I would run... You know, if I'm going to run zone, I'm going to do the quarter, quarter, half, which is what Lou does as well. And I've said this already, Spags and Lou are kind of similar in week-by-week matchups. They don't run the same defense every week. It's always about who you're playing. And, you know, if I'm going to run the, the, the quarter, quarter, half, I would do that, you know, but I would personally run more cover five match, which you're going to have the two deep safeties with the five man underneath, you know, and you have, uh, you have Nick eye in that running back. And then you have Willie out in space. And then, you know, you have your nickel and you have your two corners. That's, that's what I would do. And then you have your two deep safeties. The biggest thing is, Yes, it could leave middle middle field open, but the biggest thing is you're you're expecting those two deep safeties to be there. I you know, you could probably throw a double robber in there for, you know, crying out loud. I know Spags likes to do that every now and then. But I'm running more man concepts. I heard someone talk about fire zone if you're going to run any type of blitzes. I I don't know. I'm not, you know, zone blitzing is cool. I mean, Spags Spags did it a little bit again last week. But, I mean, I don't really want to blitz. I really don't want to blitz uh, um, 
I really don't want to blitz Joe Burrow. I I don't. I want to. I want to. I want guys to come from all sorts of places. But if anything, I may send the nickel every now and then, and I might you know surprise him with Sneed. You know, that's what I do. But I'm not. I'm not throwing the house at Joe Burrow. I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing six. I'm not even throwing seven at him. And I'm damn sure not going to engage eight. So the biggest thing is I would stick with either the cover five or the cover six. You know, do not do any type of two deep. I mean, if you're going to run the two deep, obviously with the five man underneath, but do not even do no soft shell too deep is what I mean. Like that soft cover two. Um, But that's as far as coverages go. I mean, again, I don't know what Spags is going to do. Last time he ran maybe cover five a little bit, but then he started going into the more of the zone because he was worried about the, the deep shot. And I understand but then they started gashing us with the run anyways, and they were finding the middle open the the middle of the field wide open. So uh but the biggest thing is it's gonna start with our fronts. I, I like I said this, this is the battle of the trenches. And they're down offensive linemen. They have uh Kappa out and Jonah Williams. So Chris Jones, I want you to get your first sack in the playoffs. Last year in the AFC title game, he had like three opportunities to get him, and he failed. And that was that was hard to watch. And I know that was tough. And I you know I know he wants to get after it. And I think they will. I really believe this. I really believe this defense. This defensive line is not like Buffalo's defensive line. Buffalo, like like I'm gonna tell you right now. Tell me right now who is a superstar on Buffalo's defensive line other than. Other than what Vaughn was when he was there. Obviously, he's hurt. What, Jordan Phillips? Or, um, you know, Bo- Boogie Basham? Greg Russo? Those guys are just guys. You know, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, all of our guys are elite, out, you know, because they're not. Chris Jones is the only elite guy on that defensive line. If you, But... Frank Clark, Frank Clark had, you know, Frank Clark, you know, has a high playoff. You know, he's tied for red. uh, Excuse me. Kind of talking over myself. Frank Clark. He has 12 sacks in the playoffs. He's tied with uh, Reggie White. You know, he's he's a different animal in the playoffs. He has the playoff experience. You know, he he had double digit. He had one time a double digit sack season. Carl Loftus is a rookie, but you know what? He's a first-round rookie. Or, you know what? Not Can't even call him a rookie no more. But he was a first-round pick. And he has a high motor. And he started coming on towards the later of the season. And Mike Dana, Mike Dana's, uh, his game has been elevated. If you want to call Mike Dana just a guy, I understand that. Because Mike Dana is not like a super flashy player. Um, but he, 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 gets, he gets production. He does what he's supposed to do. And, you know, in Dunlap, Dunlap was a guy in Cincinnati. He was a top, he was the top guy, top defensive end in Cincinnati. So, you know, it's not like we don't have guys. And Colin Saunders has been playing very well. So this defensive line, I will say, is a lot better than the Buffalo Bills defensive line. I don't care what anybody says. It's not a biased take. It's true. We led. We were second in sacks. That defensive line for B- 
Buffalo, the reason why they couldn't get after Cincinnati, I'm not trying to talk about Buffalo, but the reason why they couldn't get after Cincinnati is because they, they, hadn't, they just didn't have anybody. And that team was out of gas. This team is not. This defensive line wants to get after Joe Burrow. They want to bring him to the ground. They want to sack him. That's what they want to do. Chris Jones, I know he's going to get after Joe Burrow. I know he's going to. I have my faith in it. Frank Clark, he's going to get a sack in this game. I believe it. Maybe even Karloftis. If we can get three-plus sacks in this game from this defensive line or maybe off of a blitz, a surprise blitz, I'm cool with that. I think that will be enough for, to help us win this game. But you got to stop the run first. Defensive line was getting bullied back. You know, a lot of people want to talk shit on Nick Bolton and our linebackers not being able to stop the run. Yeah, sometimes they struggle to get off blocks. But guess what? If their defensive line got a push in front of them every now and then too, then then the, the, the O-line wouldn't be able to get to the second level, work to the second level very easily. But it hasn't been like that. And you can't be like that not against this team. This defensive line is going to get after it. I believe it. The linebackers are going to fly around. You know, I like I said, I, I wouldn't run a whole lot of 4-3, maybe, you know, a little bit early in the game on early downs. You know, you, you do want to throw Leo out there. Darius Harris is obviously going to get his playing time. But, you know, we know those guys. We just know everybody's not good at coverage, especially, especially dropping. And it's it's just... It's just due to, you know, just the type of players that we have. You know, Willie Gay has the athleticism to run sideline to sideline to make certain plays, but it's not necessarily to the extent of, you know, oh, he's dropping to his spots, spot like every every play. The only linebacker right now that's out there that's doing it on a consistent basis is Fred Warner. And I've I have said at times I thought Fred Warner was a little bit overrated. I've eaten my crow. He's he's a top player. He's a top player. I should not be saying that shit. He's a he's a really really good linebacker, and I should know that. But our linebackers are more about chasing guys down and making those type of plays, um, and that and that comes from that in, that pressure. You know, when when even if even if the de- uh, it's a run play, the defensive line can still get pressure. You know, they, they collapse the pocket and force the running back to have to make a different decision, you know, to cut back a certain way, you know, that leaves opportunity for the linebackers to chase down. You know, and I think that's what they're really, really good at. They're they're fast to run and chase guys down, you know, but when you're asking them to get to certain spots, it's it's kinda like, you know, coverage wise, I'm at you know, I'm saying. That, that's the iffy part. So that's why we're going to need that, that that middle protection of the field. So that's why I would not run any, you know, soft zone any, soft zone coverages. Um, the uh, rookie corners, they did get picked on a lot in this game. Uh, Watson got picked on. Williams got picked on. Um, McDuffie held Jamar Chase, I, I held Jamar Chase very well. I like McDuffie on Jamar Chase. I, I do. I, I know Jamar Chase is fast, but I really like McDuffie on him. And I know I know Jamar is a very athletic, but McDuffie's got like those instincts that 
I mean, McDuff, I mean, you saw that pass. I mean, Jamar Chase caught it, and McDuffie immediately just was quick enough to throw him out of bounds. Like, incomplete. Like, so what? We have the height. I would have Snead. If you're going to have Snead travel, I would have him travel to T. Higgins. Um, you know, obviously you're going to have safety help. What we do struggle with is getting the tight ends. We've always struggled covering tight ends. It, it, it makes no sense to me. I've never understood that. You go up against the best tight end of all time in practice every single day. And you're mean to tell me you guys can't figure out how to cover tight ends ever in a game? So it's that's the one weakness that we always suffer. It's always tight ends that kill us in certain spots. Hayden Hurst was killing the, the, the middle of the field before he went down. Now, I don't know what's his uh I don't know how you know if he's how uh what his percentage is gonna be in this game because I know he was on the injury report. But the biggest thing is we're gonna need help on that. Obviously <laughs> well, who called him Higby? It was uh um all right, it was uh oh Justin Reed, yeah Justin Reed called him Higby or something, or he, either he was referring to T Higgins or he was referring to Hayden Hurst, but one of them were Higby, were Tyler Higby, and I I remember Justin tweeting it out, and some people kind of like oh whatever, those are just the salty fans that just want to feel entitled all the time. I thought it was pretty funny, laugh a bit, come on. He was being funny. He wasn't trying to be, you know, crazy or anything like that or talk out of his ass. But, no, I mean, and again, our our team has not talked all week. I mean, you had you, – you heard them say, like, we, we hear what's going on. We know what's up. We know what's up. I mean, they know what's up, but they're not going out there, you know, saying we own this, we own that. My biggest thing is I get it. The Cincinnati Bengals, and this goes for their their fraudulent fan base too, because they are they're a bunch of frauds, you know, aka Laura Kane, whoever that 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 fucking bitch. Sorry, that should not say that. That's a little crazy, but she's one of those crazy ass Bengals fans that has been talking a whole bunch of mess on Twitter, and a bunch of Chiefs Kingdom has been getting into it with her. And it's crazy because someone pulled out a tweet that she said like years ago that she was a fuck this. I'm a Chiefs fan or something like that now. Or I don't know. Like she had she's a she's a team hopper. She's like, I'm going to hop on the next best thing. And she now she swears up and down. She's been a Bengals fan this entire time, whatever. But their their fraudulent fan base, they're going to realize that yeah, Joe Burrow may be three and zero against Patrick Mahomes if you're gonna call it the head and head matchup. But how are you guys the king of the AFC when, yeah, you guys won legitimately won the AFC championship? Will not deny that. But record wise, we went through a bigger gauntlet, won more games, actually won our division. Well, no, yeah, because they since won their division last year. I'm tripping, but and they won it this year as well. But won it with a better record, and you guys haven't done anything significant. You guys lost the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. 
just because you guys won two regular season games and, yes, won the AFC Championship, but you didn't get the job done. You didn't. The ultimate goal. If Joe Burrow would have held a Lombardi trophy, then, yeah, we would have been having a different conversation about them being somewhat equal because we're going to just act like Pat just fell off. No, Pat's the best fucking player in the league. I already mentioned that whole bullshit with Dan Orvlosky when he and I like Dan Orvlosky. I I generally do, but for you to sit there and say that Pat is the best player in the world, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback, but Pat plays quarterback, so how can he be the best player but yet be the second best at his position? It doesn't make sense. I said like again, it's not like he's playing safety out there. The Bengals are a talented team. I'm I'm giving them that respect. They won their division. I truthfully think they would have beat the Buffalo Bills, which would have ultimately gave Kansas City the one seed. So for them to be bitching about a one seed, I don't know why they were bitching about it. Because the the Bills were the only ones affected out of the, like, seeding-wise. But... The Bengals would have beat the Bills that night. And we would have been the ultimate one seed anyways. So we went through our gauntlet. We won most of it. We won 13 games this year. Or 14 games this year, excuse me. Until Joe, and he's a talented quarterback, I will consider him the second best quarterback in the league. If he hosts, if he can hoist the Lombardi Trophy, keep doing breaking rec- breaking records, break records after records, hold MVPs, then we can have that conversation. I don't care. It's a it, it, Pat. Pat could be Pat can lose as many regular season games to a per, uh, to a uh, guy. I don't care. He can he can lose as many regular season games. Obviously, I care about the AFC title game. We lost last year. This year, I feel like it's going to be a different story. I'm not talking shit. I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, bet on anything. But I really feel like this is a different team. This is a different mindset. And I don't think they really realize what's about to hit them. Again, saying, oh, we'll see y'all in Burrowhead and, you know, we're the kings of the AFC, you know, smoking cigar this, cigar that. <laughs> You're going to find out real quick who the Kansas City Chiefs are and who have, who's hosting for one, not only for the one-time, two-time, three-time, four-time, but the five-time host, hosting AFC title host of the AFC title game. You're going to find out real quick. Cause you ain't playing. You ain't playing the same secondary that you played last year. That secondary that you played against last year was trash. Let's call it what it was. It was trash at that point. You playing the You, you think you playing the same teams you played earlier? No, by the way, that team was going to win if there was no fumble. And we, if we don't turn over the ball in this game, and we get turnovers, oh boy. I just, 
I just feel like this. I feel like the Chiefs just have a different attitude right now. I just feel like the mindset's different. Like it's just they want this. They want this, and and the biggest thing is I think they really truthfully want to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they want to they they want to put the Bengals in their place. Because for a while, it was like, okay, the Bills, they're trying to compete with the Chiefs. And then the Bengals come waltzing in, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We about to put y'all down. Who y'all think y'all is? <laughs> I'm over here getting a little little amped now. Can't wait till Sunday. Um, but, you know, this defense is going to have to get after them. I mean, stop the run. You know, obviously worry about the track meet, but stop the run first. Get after Burrow. Pressure him. That's why I'd play man, because you know what? Man is going to force him to hold the ball a little bit longer. Occasional blitz if you feel like you can do it, but I'm not engaging a lot of guys. I'm not doing that. I'm showing it, but I'm dropping out of it. I wouldn't even do a lot of that either because I really want more man concepts. And Spags, I really hope he has the best game plan of his life because we obviously know that Pat, you know, not knowing truthfully what the state is, but hopefully it's what we think it's going to be. You know, at least from what I think it's going to be. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be fine. Defense is going to have to play the time of their life. And then everybody around Pat's going to have to play their time of their life. The offense, you know, Kelsey. The running game, Pacheco, all those guys, offensive line. You understand where your quarterback's at, and I, you know, and I'm just, I'm just being safe. I'm just assuming that maybe there might be some limitations, but I also think he's gonna play lights out. I think he's gonna be fine, but everybody else has to have a really, really great game in order for us to secure this win bring home the Lamar Hunt trophy, give Andy Reid three Lamar Hunt's trophies on his on his resume, three out of five AFC championship wins, and then, you know, you don't even have to worry about that percentage over there with Philadelphia Eagles. And then, you know, obviously we'll, we want the bigger goal. The bigger goal is winning the Lombardi, but we got to take it one game at a time and the focus is the Cincinnati Bengals. I really, really want to beat these guys as a fan, you know, not just the podcaster or anything like that, just as a fan. Like, I just, I really, really, really want to beat these guys. Like, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about the NFC game over, you know, here in a sec. Um, um, off, I got to talk about special teams real quick, but I. I can't stand them. I can't. The, the Bengals fans, I, I can't stand them. Who day, who day, who day, who day, who day? Like, I, I just, I, I can't do it. It's like one of those things where we got to put y'all to fuck down. That's just what's going to have to happen. We got to put y'all to fuck down. And I hope, and I know Pat will have that killer instinct in him because that's just whole, that's just who he is. He's got that killer instinct. Special teams. I'm not worried about Bucker in the playoffs. He's been phenomenal in the playoffs. I mean, so far he was great last game, and his resume in the playoffs is good, so hopefully that can continue. I'm not worried about Tommy's punting. 
I'm worried about the punt and I'm worried about the I'm just worried about the fielding is what I'm saying or just the just the trying to stop the return in general off punt return or kickoff because we're letting those guys get massive amount of yards that are unnecessary so the biggest thing is if I'm Tommy I'm trying to boot it as far but not make sure it's not a touchback Kickoff. I don't even know why Buckers even even giving them an opportunity. I'm booting it out of the end zone every single time. That's what Tobe should be telling Bucker. But I understand that Tobe has a little bit too much pride in his special teams, and I get it. There are some turnover, but that's no excuse. They this has been all year. You have you cannot let up those big returns. And we cannot have no silly muffing or any type of turnovers like that, not because of special teams. So hopefully those things get cleaned up, and then the kicking game is fine as far as like just kicking it in general. So no special teams fuck-ups. Again, oh, God. All right, that's pretty much that game. Oh, score prediction. I think we're going to win 33-27. I think they kind of cut it close towards the end and we get a little nervous, but you know, because they're trying to, but we get that one extra stop and we're good. But I I'm calling it. I think we're going to win 33-27 and we will be going to our third Super Bowl in 5 years. Man, if that happens, I'm gonna cry. It's it's just it's so crazy to think, and you know, and I, and I'm not trying to you know sound all mushy or anything like that, but it's just amazing to think about where we are. And I've said I know this. I'm sounding like a broken record, but I didn't think in 2012 when we were two and 14 we would ever win the Super Bowl. I didn't I didn't think it was possible for this franchise. I thought we were always going to be a, a dumpster fire. I thought we were always just going to have issues. Players doing crazy things and dumb things and losing, hiring shit coaches and not drafting well, maybe drafting key players but not hiring the right coaches to work with them, not finding a quarterback ever. And then the next year we get Andy Reid. They bring in Alex Smith. We start winning we start understanding what winning felt like again and knowing that, okay, this is cool. At least with Andy Reid and these guys, at least we're, we're winning, you know, and we're hoping to get to the playoffs. We get to the playoffs and it's just like, well, we're afraid of, you know, what Andy had in Philly. Is that going to follow him in Kansas City? And it did. It did a little bit. Until Patrick Mahomes came around. And then that's when it all changed. We had the team. And I love Alex Smith. But we needed the quarterback. And we did. We got the right quarterback. And he has led this team. 
along with all the all the top key guys to five ASC championships, two Super Bowl appearances with one Super Bowl win, and hopefully to secure hopefully soon to secure the third Lamar Hunt trophy to move on to compete to earn the second Lombardi trophy. That would give us three total as a franchise. So then we would be tied with the Raiders and Broncos. So their punk asses can no longer say that we are under them still in Super Bowl wins. But we all can still make fun of the Chargers. That's that's all what we can continue to do. But I'm excited. I'm going to the game. We'll be there. My first AFC championship. Um, oh, quickly over to the... NFC title game. I don't really want to go too much into this, but I think the Eagles are going to win. I think the Brock Purdy magic is going to end in Philly. I think it's going to be too much uh, for him. And I, I I think that Jalen Hurts is going to just basically have a day. I think he's going to really run a lot on that San Francisco 49ers defense, and they're just not going to know what to do to stop him. Um, and I think I don't think Brock Purdy's going to be able to get them out of that rut I I just I just don't see it you know he's a really really good young quarterback I think he's going to get better Um, I just think that the I'm not saying he's not talented obviously you know him playing the games and him continuing the win is it's saying something but you know he's got to go to a hard environment extremely hard environment it's going to be really cold there and I just I don't know uh, I guess uh, Travis mentioned about their mom. I guess their mom's going to be able to make it to the game. Or I, I don't know if it's both their parents, but uh, their mom is going to be able to make it to their, uh, what was going to say, their mom's going to be able to make it to their, um, to Jason's game earlier in the day since that game's at two, and then she'll, quickly get over to our game which I'm sure she'll probably won't get there until like maybe halftime again but uh yeah I think the Eagles are going to beat the 49ers and I think we will we will see the Eagles in the Super Bowl um but yeah no I and I think uh, that score to that game the 49ers Eagles game will be 20 to 17 I think that'll be a little bit more lower in score just because both defenses are very competent but yeah, the Eagles will prevail. Andy Reid will be facing his old his old team in the Super Bowl, and that will be awesome to see. So, anyways, one game at a time. We still got Cincy AFC title game. We're gonna get it. I believe it. Fuck a Burrowhead. Fuck all that bullshit talk. Let their fan base talk. Let their players talk. We have our guys. We know who we are. We know who this fan base is. We're Chiefs Kingdom. Don't let that fucking fraudulent fan base get the most of you guys. What? We have tomorrow. We have Friday tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. Or, yeah, Friday tomorrow and then Saturday and then it's game day on Sunday, guys. So, we'll be there. And your, and your Kansas City Chiefs are going to take care of business against Cincinnati Bengals and host that, hoist that Lamar Hunt, Lamar, blah, Lamar Hunt trophy once again. With that being said, Chiefs Kingdom, the connect is always real.